1: Tonight, storm watches and warnings for more than 60 million Americans after Elsa slams into Florida and Georgia. High winds, heavy rain, and tens of thousands without power as the storm now threatens the East Coast. Elsa makes landfall. The powerful tropical storm barrels ashore, setting off flash flood emergencies after dumping more than a foot of rain. At least one person dead tonight. And the concern the storm will strengthen as it heads for New York. CBS's Lonnie Quinn tracking Elsa's path. Deeply worried as the Delta variant surges across the U.S. are CBS News exclusive. The new warning from the Surgeon General about kids and COVID. Plus, 125 new infections linked to one summer camp. And the ticker tape parade honoring the pandemic's heroes devastating decision, breaking news, the rescue mission in Surfside becomes a recovery operation as hopes of finding survivors fades. Plus, new details on the teenager pulled out alive after the collapse. Presidential assassination, armed men pretending to be U.S. agents storm the home of Haiti's leader in a midnight raid, murdering him and wounding his wife. Was it an inside job? Trump files suit, the former president now taking Twitter, Facebook and Google to court after being kicked off social media for fanning the flames of the January 6th attack. The tiny chip causing huge problems, how a global shortage of a small computer component is driving up the price of everything from video games to refrigerators. And 75 years strong, marriage advice from the Carters, the former president and first lady on making love last for three quarters of a century.
2: This is the CBS Evening News with Nora
3: O'Donnell reporting from the nation's capital.
1: Good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining us. I'm Major Garrett in for Nora. We're going to begin tonight with breaking news. More than 60 million Americans are now under storm and flood watches and warnings from Florida all the way to New York as tropical storm Elsa marches north. The storm, which briefly strengthened into a hurricane, shows no signs of giving up after inundating Florida and Georgia with 70 mile per hour wind gusts and as much as a foot of rain. It is now poised to set off floods and spawn tornadoes up the east coast. And as we come on the air, it appears the storm could grow stronger over the ocean before crashing into New York later this week. Elsa has already left a path of destruction. At least one person is dead, and tens of thousands are without power in Florida as the Carolinas brace for the brunt of the storm in the coming hours. CBS's Lonnie Quinn is standing by. But first, CBS's Medea Villarreal is going to lead off our coverage from St. Simon's Island just off the Georgia coast. Medea, good evening.
4: Good evening, Major. You know, Tropical Storm Elsa just in the last 10 minutes has really turned it up a notch. Let me tell you, the storm is directly over us right now, and we are in a state of emergency for this area. We have seen a lot of heavy winds and heavy rain over the last few hours here in Georgia, and officials are warning that more of this kind of weather is yet to come overnight. Tropical Storm Elsa slamming ashore, drenching Florida's Gulf Coast. Pretty strong
5: winds from Tropical Storm
4: Elsa. The storm made landfall with pounding rain and sustained winds of 65 miles per hour in Taylor County, just south of Tallahassee, where roads were overrun by water. And near Jacksonville, a tornado touchdown. This is the storm surge officials are warning about.
2: There are reports of flooded roads and trees down, and there have been reports of, of debris falling on people's homes.
4: Overnight, intense bands of rain and gusting winds churned up the Florida coast for hours, leaving tens of thousands of Floridians without power.
2: There are more than 10,000 restoration personnel prepared to respond to these outages as soon as it's safe to do so.
4: Off Key West, the Coast Guard and a Good Samaritan rescued 13 people during the storm after a vessel traveling from Cuba capsized. Nine are still missing. Now the storm is barreling up the East Coast into Georgia, where watches and warnings are now in effect.
6: Everyone in this neighborhood was prepared because around 6.30 uh, p.m., there was no cars driving. There was nobody outside. Everybody took this very serious um, after the last storm of Ada.
4: Flooding is still the major concern in this area and all along the east coast. And we are also in a tornado watch right now. Officials are asking people to stay inside until the storm passes. Because even though right now the radar is showing that the storm is weakening, Elsa is unpredictable. She can't seem to let it go right now. And major, this is still a threat to a lot of communities.
1: In heavy weather, Maria Virreal, we thank you. Let's get the latest on the forecast from CBS's Lonnie Quinn. Lonnie, good evening.
3: Good evening, Major. You just heard Morea use the word unpredictable. I think that's the moniker of this storm. I mean, take a look. Right now, you look at the radar picture. You see where the center of circulation is. Uh, it's somewhere in around the Florida-Georgia line, but it's inland quite a bit. But it's lopsided. All the heavy rain is on the eastern half of the storm. I believe that's going to change. It's also currently weakening. I believe that's going to change as well. Winds are at 45 miles per hour. So it's a you know, mid-grade tropical storm. Moving to the north at 14 miles per hour by 7 a.m. tomorrow. Okay, it's into Columbia, South Carolina, not Charleston. It's tracking farther. To to the west. Charleston, however, gets the big rain bands. By 7 p.m., it's into Virginia, Norfolk getting the big rain, but now it's a tropical depression. Winds are way down, maybe 30, 35 miles per hour. By 7 a.m. Friday, it's emerged back over the ocean. It's gotten stronger somewhere off the coast of Long Island, and if you look into New, New into New York and into Philadelphia, the whole storm has flip-flopped now. The heavier side of the rain on the western half, the big cities are getting hit with the big rain, and then by Friday, at 4 p.m., it's to Cape Cod, and the rain would stretch from Albany up to Maine. That's the very latest in ever changing storm. Major, it's all yours. Lonnie Quinn,
1: thank you. There is breaking news tonight from Surfside, Florida, where, sadly, the search of that collapsed condo building will switch from a rescue effort to a recovery operation at midnight. Fifty-four people have been confirmed dead. Eighty-six are still missing, including the father of a high school volleyball star who was pulled out alive. Here is CBS's Manuel Bohorquez.
5: Tonight, a harsh reality sets in.
4: It is with profound sadness that this afternoon I'm able to share that we made the extremely difficult decision to transition from Operation Search and Rescue to recovery.
5: CBS News was among those given closer access to the site, where the scope of the massive task at hand is clear. But it's the little things like that cushion right there that was once part of a sofa or patio furniture that remind you of the lives lost. Among the newly identified victims is 80-year-old Simon Siegel, a structural engineer who devoted his life to reviewing building safety. We're also learning more about some of the first to be rescued from the rubble moments after the collapse, like 16-year-old Devin Gonzalez, who suffered fractured ribs and a broken leg. Relatives say she's taking her first steps with the help of a walker. Devin was one of the star volleyball players on coach Amy Morgan's club team.
2: She apologized for missing practice. She
5: apologized, she for, apologized missing practice. for missing
2: practice. Wow. Like that same day that it happened. That's who she is. That determined,
5: <laughs> that driven.
2: Absolutely. I can't fathom what she went through. It's 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 just unthinkable.
5: Her mother Angela was also rescued, but her father Edgar is among the missing.
7: Edgar's such an amazing person and I feel so bad for her because she's not going to have her dad at these, you know, amazing years that he
5: should be there. The Gonzaleses and dozens of other families are now dealing with the fact that their loved ones are gone. At the collapse site, officials say the work of course will go on, but the rescue dogs and listening devices they were using in the rubble are simply no longer necessary.
1: Major? With the details and the heartache, Manuel Bohorquez, we thank you. We turn now to the COVID pandemic tonight. The highly contagious Delta variant is the dominant strain in the U.S. It's hitting the unvaccinated hard, especially in America's heartland. CBS's Nancy Chen reports from Springfield, Missouri.
0: Tonight, federal officials are deploying a COVID surge team to help Missouri medical workers deal with a growing COVID crisis. In the past month, hospitalizations are up more than 50 percent and cases have tripled at Mercy Hospital in Springfield. The disease process is faster than before and they are getting sicker sooner than before. Dr. So Merrill Jorrez is a pulmonary um, critical care physician at Mercy, where the ventilator supply at one point last week was critically low. It feels like a lot of people have let their guards down. It's very sad to talk to a patient and all of them in barely said, I wish I w- would have taken the vaccine. Researchers say the highly infectious Delta variant accounts for at least 75 percent of infections in four states. In Missouri, it's nearly all cases. Only 40 percent of residents are fully vaccinated. This variant is just brutal. It, it takes no prisoners. Deborah Carmichael lost her daughter Trisha Jones to the Delta variant a month ago. She said her daughter was unvaccinated. It, it's just so excruciating. And they become so helpless and just destroyed by this virus. Doctors are urging vaccinations to prevent deaths and large outbreaks, like the one at a Texas church camp where more than 100 kids and adults tested positive. And although masks are still required on airplanes, many aren't complying. Earlier this week, an American Airlines flight from Charlotte to the Bahamas was delayed by a day when a group of teenagers reportedly refused to mask up. Was being rowdy and not listening and not wearing their masks But in a bright spot today, frontline workers were celebrated at a ticker tape parade in New York City. The hometown heroes honored for their sacrifice and dedication. And in Missouri, officials have reinstated a mask mandate at some summer schools, while the Mercy Health System announced today that all employees must be vaccinated by the end of September or they could be fired major.
1: Nancy Chen, thank you for more on where we are with the pandemic. Let's bring in U.S. Surgeon General Dr. Vivek Morthy. An infectious disease doctor tells CBS News that unvaccinated people should anticipate, direct quote, that they will get COVID this summer from the Delta variant. Do you agree?
6: I think the risk is higher and higher every day that if you are unvaccinated that you may become sick with COVID-19 because this Delta variant is spreading rapidly. So I am deeply worried about people who are not vaccinated because they are a greater risk uh, because we have a variant that is far more transmissible and any version of COVID that we have seen to date.
1: The government's vaccine persuasion campaign, such as it is, seems to have hit a wall. Will the government at the federal level start encouraging schools and businesses to mandate vaccines?
6: This is not just something government's going to solve or the private sector. We've all got to work together.
1: But going forward, you know, we're getting to the hard part
6: of this vaccination campaign. And it's going to take, you know, individuals having conversations with uh, their family and friends. It's going to take doctors and nurses talking to their patients and communities. And it's going to take employers and schools uh, doing everything that they can Uh, to help encourage and support people uh, in getting vaccinated.
1: What is going to be necessary to change the minds that haven't yet been changed on the vaccination question?
6: Well, I think something that uh, more broadly as a country that we have struggled with over the last year and change is that uh, this pandemic has unfortunately been uh, very politicized in some ways. I I think people have also uh, been subject to a great deal of misinformation.
1: How concerned should parents be about their children under 12 living in or going to areas where vaccination rates are low.
6: If you know, if kids take the appropriate safety measures in schools, we've seen actually very limited transmission within school environments. That's really good news. That means our kids can continue to learn in a school environment and still be quite safe. But when it comes to outside of school activities, you know, I would be cautious uh, when taking my kids to areas that have a high degree of circulating virus where vaccination rates are low because, again, the Delta variant is moving very, very quickly.
1: U.S. Surgeon General Dr. Vivek Morthy, thank you. Tonight, the nation of Haiti is reeling after the assassination of its president inside his home. Haiti's first lady was wounded in the overnight attack but survived. Here is CBS's Ben Tracy.
7: The attackers seen here approaching the president's residence in trucks apparently pretended to be agents of the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration in order to get past security guards. The The gunmen broke into the home of Haiti's president early this morning, then shots are fired. They assassinated the 53 year old Haitian leader, Jovenel Moise, and also shot his wife, Martine. She survived. Vehicles and walls outside the compound were riddled with bullets. Haiti's interim prime minister, Claude Joseph, called the attack a coup and said the gunmen were speaking English and Spanish. He claims the country's security is now under control.
5: I was awakened at three o'clock in the morning by gunshots, heavy gunshots.
7: Magali Noel-Dress is a business owner in Haiti's capital, Port-au-Prince. What are you seeing? What are
0: you hearing?
6: Everybody is very worried about the security because one, the head of
0: state is gone down. Anybody could go be could go down. The streets are empty. Nobody's out. It's this is very heavy.
7: Haiti has been in turmoil for months as President Moise became increasingly unpopular for clinging to power after his term expired. There are now fears of more violence. You need a lot more information, but it's, it's just it's very worrisome about the state of Haiti, especially for those living there. Wondering what might come next. Ben Tracy, CBS News.
1: Tonight, former President Trump is launching class action lawsuits against Google, Twitter, Facebook, and their CEOs. Mr. Trump was blocked from social media sites after the deadly attack on the U.S. Capitol. He says the companies are censoring conservatives and violating freedom of speech. Legal experts tell us the lawsuits have little chance of succeeding because similar lawsuits have already failed. Tonight, CBS News investigates one of the many disruptive side effects of the COVID pandemic. There is now a global shortage of computer chips that make much of the world run. Here is CBS's Carter Evans.
2: Sony's new PlayStation 5 is in such short supply, David Rogers had to pay almost double the retail price to get one.
1: You think since last Christmas that they'd start to catch up with supply and it just n- never happened.
2: That's because Sony can't get enough computer chips to build all the PlayStation's consumers want. Nearly all electronics and home appliances now require chips from laptops to TVs to smart refrigerators.
1: It knows it as cameras?
2: COVID changes like remote school and work have been driving demand.
1: I have never seen this kind of demand
2: in my life. Video and Audio Center Chief Technologist Tom Campbell is anticipating limited supplies which tvs is it going to impact first the entry level what we call the lowest price tvs without enough computer chips he says manufacturers will have to make choices
1: are you going to put it in a set that sells for three hundred dollars are you going to put it in a set that sells
3: for two thousand dollars
2: And don't expect a deal on a new car. The average price now tops $40,000. Cars use hundreds of computer chips and some automakers are even pausing production because of the shortage.
4: I struggle to see things going back to what they were, you know, for another, I would say six to nine months.
2: Tech industry analyst Carolina Milanese says many automakers canceled chip orders when they shut down production last year. Some chip manufacturers shifted over to making smaller chips for consumer electronics.
4: And once you adapt your supply chain to something else, it takes a while to go back.
2: As for buying other electronics, if you can wait, experts say you should hold off until the end of the year when chip production begins returning to normal. Carter Evans, CBS News, Los Angeles.
1: Police in Terre Haute, Indiana, are searching for the gunman who shot and killed a law enforcement officer at a federal building. A separate manhunt is underway in Chicago after a gunman shot a police officer and two federal agents in an ambush. Police are interviewing a person of interest in that case. Those officers are expected to be OK. Tonight, President Biden hints that he will be sending a message to Vladimir Putin after a ransomware attack believed to be of Russian origin. Up to 1,500 companies worldwide were hit, including hundreds in the U.S. by a group that's demanding $70 million in Bitcoin. The president gave no details on how he will respond. A large explosion rocked a port in Dubai in the United Arab Emirates. The blast happened after a fire broke out on a container ship at one of the busiest seaports in the world. No deaths or injuries were reported. Witnesses said the explosion caused nearby buildings to shake. Tonight, former president and first lady Jimmy and Rosalind Carter are celebrating their 75th wedding anniversary. They are the longest married presidential couple in U.S. history. The 39th president is now 96 and a cancer survivor. His wife is 93. They met when Carter was a midshipman at the U.S. Naval Academy, a match made by his younger sister, Ruth. They married shortly after his graduation in 1946. 75 years later, Carter says the secret is to pick the right partner and make your marriage a full partnership. They also work out any differences before going to sleep each night. The Carters will have an anniversary party in their hometown of Plains, Georgia later this week. Many long-term COVID patients are now coming down with troubling neurological conditions, What you need to know tomorrow. And if you can't watch us live, set your DVR so you can watch us later. And that's tonight's CBS Evening News for Nora O'Donnell. I am Major Garrett. Good night.
4: Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you.